Welcome back for our sixth Career Insight podcast on what to do in your first 90 days in a new role. We are joined today by our hosts Sarah Burgess and executive coaches Catherine Lambert and Michaela Henshaw. The first 90 days in a new role can be challenging and exciting. You may well be asked about how you will plan for those first 90 days at interview, or you may be about to start a new role and want to have ideas on what you can achieve in those early days. This session will give you some thoughts on how to navigate this. The first question, which is the 90 day plan. So what is it and why is it important to have one? So Catherine, I'm going to start with you. Thank you. Yes, thanks. Uh, So um, I've seen a study recently where um, it says we go through an average of 1.5 transitions every year at least. And with COVID, that may well be for some people even more. And so really thinking about how we get up to speed in a new role uh, and how we feel about, well, that will really help us to think about how we feel about the role and um, really create a, a good first impression. And initial impressions are often formed really early when it comes to starting a new role Um, and so therefore there is a piece around you never get a second chance to make that first impression so having either a plan or a framework for those first 90 days in that new role can really help us to set us up to succeed um, in initially and and move on from there brilliant thank you and Michaela anything to add to that um, yeah, so so for me, the the ninety day plan is it, it is what it says on the tin. It is a plan for the first ninety days, and as Catherine said, that might be a framework. It could be you know a broad plan. It could be a very detailed plan. It doesn't really matter. Whatever works for you. Um, why is it important? Um, I think um, it's important whether you are. Um, so so we've had some feedback that said it's a, you know it's only for leaders. Um, and it really isn't. So yes, there might be more broader things to think about as a leader, but whether you're a leader or whether you, you know, you have no team, it doesn't matter. A plan is super important because it's about how it helps you to hit the ground running. You know, how do you really build that momentum quickly? How do you really start to build your credibility in that new role? And therefore, you know, how do you really build your self-confidence, particularly if you've um, just just been made redundant um, or if you you know you've had a bit of time in between roles so you're getting back into the place of work again um, or if it's a brand new job you've never had a job before then you know building your self-confidence in that new role and showing that it doesn't matter whether you were there 30 years before um, you know or not you you're not a one-trip pony you can do this in any organization and so for me that self-confidence is super important. Brilliant. And we, and we were talking earlier, weren't we, about the, the fact that we've kind of just sort of coming out of this COVID period and people are returning to work. So actually, you may well have been out of work for much longer than you, you might have been previously. So this is just a really good kind of grounding piece, really, just to get you back in that frame of mind. OK, so in terms of um, planning your plan, when do you need to think about this? So we've got a kind of couple of examples here. So interview, you might get asked for this in final stage interviews before you start your new role. Uh, So Catherine, do you want to lead on this one? 
Yes, absolutely. And um, and thinking about it as you go into maybe the final stages of an interview can be really helpful. Firstly, because we have clients who get asked, you know, how would you approach this when you first join? So it helps you look really prepared and that you've thought about some of this and how you would hit the ground running. Um, and actually, even if you uh, don't get asked about it, it could be a really great thing to bring up as uh, something that you, you've thought further into, you know, actually, I'm imagining what it's like when I'm in the role. Um, so that is a really a good point to be thinking about it and then also obviously once you if you are uh, successful in that role uh, a few weeks before you go into it if not before to really just think about right now that I know the role and the organization how am I going to finesse that plan to really make sure it helps me in the specific role I'm going into so I think there's two key stages to think about with this. Okay great Michaela anything to add to that? Um, yeah, so definitely um, agree with everything that Catherine said there. Um, and I, I think, you know, I get lots of questions around, you know, well, what questions do I ask in an interview? What are the really good questions to ask to set me apart? And I think, you know, to sort of, um, you know, add to Catherine's point, um, even if you don't get asked the question, being able to say, I've been thinking about, you know, what a first 90 day plan would look like and, you know, and asking a question relating to that, um, I think, you know, is it, it just shows you're very prepared, you're very thoughtful, you know, you kind of really want that job and you really want to land successfully. So, you know, as an ex-HR director, I would, you know, that would really impress me and it would um, sort of, um, re, you know, I'd but there'd be a big tick on that CV as I was interviewing. Um, the other thing for me is that you don't start doing your 90 day plan. So this, you know, so Catherine's talked about when you prepare that, but the doing of the 90 day plan doesn't start on day one of the job. You know, there are lots of things that you can do in the run up to to that so you know thinking about you know what you can um what you know there'll be lots of information you you need to gather so there'll be lots that you can do you know via the internet talking to colleagues that maybe work there talking to colleagues that you know maybe have worked there previously and talking to the organization and asking them what you can do ahead of time to get stuck, you know, to get you prepared. So when I went to um, work for, you know, I, I worked for a retailer, when I went to move to that retailer, um, I agreed with them that I would go and visit some stores and meet some of the store directors ahead of time. So that, you know, I hit the ground running with that and started to build those relationships, understand some of the issues. So so you can never start too early, in my view. That's the other great. thing Sorry, I was going to say the other thing I'd add to that, Michaela, I know when we were talking earlier is um, in terms of when you might think about it, it's not just as you go into a new role. So it might be that you're mm -hmm. you're transitioning to a different function or a different area. And again, that can also be a really useful time to start to, to think about building a plan or a framework. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Anything that differentiates you, isn't it? That's the thing. Absolutely. I mean, we're not, you know, so so again, um, you know, I, I swapped disciplines when I, when, um, when I was working, um, when I was employed. And um, when I did that, I was a finance director on a Friday and an HR director on the Monday. And they, you know, they were quite an unforgiving employer. They expected me to be as good on the Monday as I was on the Friday. But I, you know, I, what did I know? So, so to have a plan in my mind of already, you know, what was I going to do? How did I work with my team? How did I get up to speed with, you know, the kind of technical aspects? 
aspects that I didn't know as well. What, what's, who were my key stakeholders? All of those kind of things. You know, it, it, even though I'd been in the organisation for a number of years, still very important. Absolutely. And I've just thought of an example here from this is actually my mum. So she went from she retired from a pharmaceutical industry role and wanted a part time role. So she applied as a library assistant. So definitely not a manager um, in a part time role where she was going to be covering a number of different branches. And before the interview, she went and visited all of the branches and then was able to talk to the interviewer about the differences between the branches and what might work in one. And the interviewer was really surprised. And basically, that's why she got the job, because nobody else had thought to go and do that. And you think, that's that seems like a fairly obvious thing to do if you're going to be covering a number of branches to look at them but obviously not because no one else had thought of it and that kind of thing could tailor into that 90-day plan as well couldn't it definitely brilliant okay so moving on then so how do you come up with this plan um and again i've got a couple of points here so different chunks and um, what to include so um catherine again do you want to start with this one yeah, so I think it does help to really break it down into three key sections. So that 30 days, 60 days and into the 90 days as well. Um, so in that initial bit, I would say it's around making a start. So those first 30 days, it'll be around meeting people, get, gaining more information about the business, thinking about the role and the expectations of the role, just getting to understand the culture of the business. You know, how do they communicate with each other? How do you connect in? What, what What's the sort of way we do it around here, essentially? Then in the next uh, sort of 30 to 60 days, I'd say it's more about trying to make sense of all of the information that you've started to learn about and building momentum. So that might be around really thinking about how you can build key relationships, start to connect how different parts of the business fit together. Um, and so sort of starting to deepen that knowledge. And then as you go into the sort of 60 to 90 days, that last third, it's more around sort of getting clear, making informed decisions. It might be identifying where there might be some quick wins, where might there be um, areas of opportunity and really starting to think about those wider relationships as well. So, so I definitely chunk it up into three sections. Excellent. OK, and Michaela, I know you've got some other things to add to that. Um. Yeah, so so Catherine's talked about the sort of three phases, the three timings. And within that, I've sort of got four headings that I tend to think about. So the first one is um, what I would call new beginnings. So this is about, you know, you've got to let your old job go. So if you, you know, if you're harboring a grudge or if you're, you know, upset about how it happened or you're, just, you know, just anything like that, you've got to kind of let that go. And this is a new beginning, a new start. You know, how do you, how do you get yourself in that real positive frame of mind? Um, it's also what, you know, irrespective of what happened in your previous role, even if you came out there in a really good space, it's about remembering you're not there anymore. And this is a new place. So kind of what do you want to be, you know, how do you want to be known? How do you want to be seen? What, what do you want? Though? You know, Catherine talked about first impressions. What do you want those first impressions to be? And being really clear about that. Um, and one of the things to be very careful of there is um, this piece around not keep referring to your old employer because that becomes very annoying very quickly. Now, you will have been employed for your experience and expertise. So absolutely, you want to use that. But you, you've got to think about it's not the what, it's the how you portray that. So, you know, so don't keep saying when I was at blah, because mm -hmm. that becomes quite annoying. And I hear that all the time. 
Um, so the other piece around the new beginnings for me is um, is balance. So, you know, so work-life balance is something everybody talks about and everybody struggles to get that right. This is your chance to set out your stall and say, this is me, this is how I work. Um, and, you know, to do that from day one, because if you do that from day one and you stick to it, people just get used to that's how you work and nobody questions it at all. So it's your chance to be able to do that. So that's new beginnings. The next piece for me is investigate and analyze. So, you know, Catherine was alluding to that in the second and third phases. Um, so very much around, you know, what information do you need to know? And um, a lot of this, as we said, you can do beforehand as well. Um, but, you know, being really um, open quest with your questions. This is, you know, any question you can ask it when you're when you're new. No question is a silly question. So having those open ended questions not coming in with any judgment so even if you think something's done really badly you need to understand why that might be and there might be things you don't know so being really sort of open and just asking lots of questions and then doing the analysis around well what does that therefore mean um, so that's the second bit. The third bit is around setting yourself up for success. So, you know, what does your line manager expect of you? So you need to be really clear about um, what good looks like for them in the first 30, 60, 90 days, because um, you don't want any surprises where they go, oh, I was hoping you would have done this. You know, why haven't you done it? So having those clear expectations and also your expectations for them. Um, then, you know, then they, they know what they, what you expect of them. They know what, you, you know, you know what they expect of you. So that's um, super helpful. And then also thinking about those very quick wins. What are the really simple, and, you know, people sort of think these are big things that they've got to deliver. You're not going to do that in the first 90 days. You know, it's about, it can be very small things, but things that just make a difference either to others or to you and how you land in that role. And then the fourth thing for me is, is fourth heading is relationships. So, you know, be it a team, be it um, your stakeholders, or be it your sort of, you know, peers, collaborators, then you need to kind of map out all of that. So if you have a team, then you need to be, you know, re meeting with those guys regularly. You need to be asking lots of questions, really actively listening. You know, what do they do? How do they do it? What works? What are they frustrated about? You know, what, what are their career aspirations? All those kind of things. Um, and then you, because if you're starting to analyze and investigate, then what you need to be able to do ultimately is, of course, derive a vision, a strategy, a plan. And you're going to need to know, is your team structure and are the, team, the people in the team and the skills they've got the right ones to help you move forward? With stakeholders, of course, then, you know, who are they? Um, building those relationships with them, understanding what's important to them, who might be an ally, who might be quite difficult, why might that be, all of those sorts of questions. And then the same with collaborators. So your peers, particularly if you're if you're in a team, then, you know, your peers are all around you. If you're not in a team because you're a leader or you're a leader of a team, so therefore your peers might be in other teams, then that becomes even more important because you need to be able to you know build those relationships work out who those allies are who's going to help you you know as a sounding board who can you trust 
um, to, to, you know, sort of have that peer sort of confidant. Um, so, so that, you know, that those kind of four headings, I think, are super important to think about. That's brilliant. And I will add those to the chat afterwards so that people can kind of reflect back on that. So that's really, really useful stuff. Thank you, both of you. Um, you can see Alison's added a comment here, say such a great chip great tip even Michaela on balancing so a great way to reinvent yourself in a new way of working in a new company absolutely and I know I've got a fairly senior client who um, was basically burnt out in her last role so she took the time when she was off to really reflect on what the new role was going to mean for her and as you say she went in with very clear expectations of herself actually of what she was going to do in the mornings before she started work and how to structure her day and not become the person that everyone depends on constantly and I think it's working really well for her so it's great opportunity isn't it to be strong like that absolutely absolutely and I did it when I I think I just said before when I moved from being an FD to an HRD and my children were just starting school and so I needed to kind of reinvent how that worked for me so it was the perfect opportunity new even though it was same employer new role mm. reinvented myself and it, it amazed me actually how quickly people just accepted that that was how I worked yeah brilliant good so um I'll just add that we've got we have got quite a lot of people watching so if there are any other questions or comments please do feel free to add them but in the meantime our next question I think we've kind of covered this which was things to think about so we'll move on to the next one which was how do you track your progress with your plan so um Catherine do you want to start again with that yeah so I think uh it's it's important to think about how often you want to track progress, but making sure you do that throughout those 90 days is going to be key and on from there as well. Um, so initially you might want to do that more often, so maybe weekly, and then you might want to move to monthly, but this is one of those things that it it needs to fit with your own working style and approach. Um, ideally, if you can, uh, if you can have some time in with your manager to really do that review together, I think that is really powerful and helpful because it helps you to really get clear on, on expectations and how you're meeting those. And if you need to course correct a little bit, you can do. But even if you aren't able to do that with your manager, I would say, reflecting what it was that you wanted to do in that week or that month and how close you've come to it you know what are the three key things you've done well what are the three key things that you'd want to do differently and therefore what will you do going forward I think can be a really nice simple model that can help you review and track that progress uh, but doing it frequently especially in those early days weeks months is really key for me yeah great and Michaela anything to add to that um so yes yeah, so for me it's you know the, the plan is your plan and you need to own it too often I get people saying oh you know well the company didn't have everything ready for me on day one and I didn't get you know there wasn't really an induction and all of those kind of things and of course you know that isn't great from an employer's perspective and that tells you something um but that doesn't stop you taking control of what you can control. So really owning that plan. And as Catherine said, you know, the review against it and being quite frequent around that and saying, you know, what's working, what isn't working, what do I need to do differently? Who can I check in with is, is really important because otherwise those 90 days are going to just fly by and you'll get to the end of the 90 days and think, well, what have I done? So having that ability to be able to check in and celebrate success 
around the things that have gone really well you know build your confidence the things that haven't okay that's fine but I you know I'm I'm course correcting I'm going to think about what I can do differently so that you know but that by the end of the 90 days you're going to be in a really good space so so to me that frequency of checking in with yourself and really taking control and owning it is very important Absolutely. I, I remember when I back when I was employed a long time ago now, but when I started a new role, I did something similar in that I, at the end of every Friday, I would write um, three things that had gone well that week relating to my plan of what I'd wanted to do, three things that hadn't worked out because obviously things change, don't they, during the week and, and you might not be able to do what you wanted. And then three things I was going to focus on the following week. And I found that was a really good way to kind of end the week and then start again um the next week so that was great um, okay i can see a couple of questions coming through so allison's come up here with how do you get your plan in line with the company expectations if the company don't set you any objectives so um michaela do you want to go with that one so i think if the company don't set objectives then um I think that's something you've got to drive for because, you know, you really need objective because they're going to measure you at some point. So what are they measuring you against? Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please follow 1080's LinkedIn page to stay up to date with forthcoming episodes. And if you know someone who will benefit from listening, please share. Stay tuned for next week's episode on cover letters with coaches Jill Amos and Joe Green. If you've ever struggled to create a cover letter or have ever wondered if they're still relevant, then Friday's podcast is the advice you need. See you then.